Anyway, what's up, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Kennel Talk. It's your boy, Cadet the Bow-Legged Assassin. And your boy, DJ Kid G. I'm gonna say your little shit, man, because we always never would get that shit right, bro. Uh, Back with another one every time. You oh, want to yeah, fuck yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I say different shit all the time. We'll come out, it is what it is. Hey, but, um, yeah. what was the last episode we put up? I don't even, oh. Uh, what you bring to the table or bring your ass to the table, some shit like that. Yeah, but I don't even know the order of which this podcast is about to come out, so <laughs> this might not have been the last they, they one. Get, they get it when they get it, right? Right, that's they it, bro. It, um, but today, once again, we have a uh, special guest, um, also another co-worker, also a, a, a young black lady getting her goddamn money out here. Um, we have Stephanie. Steph, I don't call her any of that shit. <laughs> Definitely call her by her last name, because that's what we do at work. Because I literally was like, what's your first name again? Because I be forgetting. But yeah, man, we have uh, the lovely Steph on today. What it do, what it All do. Right. All right. Um, so today's episode, basically, you know, it's always a conversation on Twitter, or always a fucking war, for, for lack of better words, between HBCUs um, talking shit or talking down on, you know, black kids that go to uh, PWIs or whatever. And, you know... I had to remember, like, oh, I actually know somebody that went to HBCU, which is Steph. So what HBCU did you go to? Virginia State University. And how long were you there? Four years. Four years. All right. What, what would you major in there? Chemistry with a concentration in forensic chemistry. I was a dork. You was a dork? Yes. Straight geek. Wait, wait. Say it one more time. What would you major? Chemistry. Chemistry. Concentration in forensic chemistry. Oh, shit. All right. Mm-hmm. Little do you know about the people you work with. Right. Well, right. Cover up a damn crime scene if she wanted to. Um, all right. So let's dive into you. How was your experience at HBCU? Because you also did your master's at, at where, where did you go? I went to George Mason. George Mason. Okay. All right. So with that being said, how was your experience at HBCU? I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Every minute? Honestly, yes. Well, for the most part, yes. <laughs> Okay, so what was the positives about it? Being in just around your people 24-7. Like, I come from an area that's pretty diverse, but I told my parents when I was applying for schools, I said, I'm going to HBCU. Okay, so, hold up. (laughs) Technical difficulties. Yeah, I was going to say, pull her mic up. But as they're doing that, um, we're just going to say this. Uh, that's actually good. I actually had friends of mine who have said uh, things like um, they would not. They are people that actually went to HBCUs and they would not uh, basically have their kids go to an HBCU. Um, the reason. You disagree with this, that? Okay. We'll let him dive into it. Yeah, but, go ahead. Tell your tell your um, piece on that. Okay. Well, for me, if I could do it over, I probably more more than likely would go to an HBCU. I don't but think that would have been good. Personally for you, speaking, with other people that has been to, nigga would have been um, a baby HBCU. daddy a long time ago. Huh? <laughs> you would have been a baby daddy a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But, Shit. Um, yeah. So other people that I've spoken with that actually did go to an HBCU, they love their experience. They love everything. Their thing is this. <clears throat> With 
it may not be, I guess, with it, mind you, this conversation that I had with them was like two years ago, right? Two, three years ago. And the mindset that they had is that when anybody looks at their degree and they see FAMU or they see um, a school that's not really recognized, if that makes any sense, yeah. as a as a institute, it's not it's, it's an HBCU. Um, their degree is looked at from the hiring perspective as lower, or you didn't you don't qualify for things that we qualify. At least that's their mindset. That's what they perceive situations as. Um, they said that uh, they uh, for for lack of better words, they had a great time in college, had a beautiful time. Um, but if they if they would do it all over again, they would be at a PWI because PWIs bring in a little bit more money, a little bit more advantage. Um, when it comes down to world, people, people look at their degrees and they even had like, what is that? What school is that? You know what I'm saying? Like they've gotten that before. Like, where's that at? Um, you know, so they're, the schools don't ring any bells. They don't bring anything at all. Um, whereas a PWI did, that was their whole thing. Like if I'm going to be successful and make my kids successful, I'm not going to put them through a PWI. And my argument was, well, maybe because you have people like yourselves that would say that and bring it upon their kids that don't go to PWIs, so PWIs are not as big, you know. Where I mean, not PWIs, HBCUs, excuse me. Um, whereas people would bring their kids to HBC or, or PWI real quick, you know. And the population for blacks is like this much versus, you know, and you can only do but so much. But that's my my experience. Okay, so back back to your your experience at HBCU. For me, like like I said, I would encourage my kids to go. Like I told my parents, my mom was like, oh, I don't know if you want to do that. I was like, uh, yes, I do. Mm. Like that's that was my goal. So I mean, I applied to other schools, but my number one school was Virginia State and VCU, and that was mainly because of the programs that they offered. I knew I wanted to do chemistry. I knew I wanted to do forensics. Okay. So I was like, okay, Virginia State it is. Okay. I had um, my cheerleading coach went there, so she like she influenced me as well. Um, and I had um, my aunt's friend that went there as well. Okay, so you so you had you know people that you can go to right. as far as the experiences and whatnot. Right, my I did all this on my own. I didn't really have too much help <laughs> trying to get into college and stuff. Who like, you telling, bro? Hey, who you telling? I don't know. Thinking back, because I, I not to you know go off topic, but I think about my little brother and like how much we have to stay on top of him for him to do the school stuff. Like, yeah. I don't remember this much help. I think my brother steered me in the right direction as far as, like, okay, you got to fill out FAFSA and shit like that. Right. But aside from that, I got shit handled. I don't know what's up with these new kids, bro. They just fucking babies, bro. They want you to do everything for them. It's crazy. But, um, all right, so so basically you had, you know, a little little bit of a bloodline yeah. that went to the school. Right. And they offered something that you were interested in. Right. All right, so if they didn't have that, would you have just went to a PWI offer it? Not necessarily. I knew I was going to stay closer to home. Okay. So everything I was looking at was like in Virginia. Mm-hmm. wasn't too far from home because I had never lived that far from family. Okay. So I was I don't want to be too far where I can't get home in case of emergency. Okay. So that was another thing. So I mainly applied to schools in Virginia. Um, I got a little bit of a scholarship as well from my high school. But I don't want to stay close. And I felt like I had so much more to learn about our people. Yeah. Because my high school was predominantly white okay so it was white and black mainly it was white and black but what area was that in alexandria virginia alexandria. north virginia okay i'm not mm. yeah all right all right okay okay so 
Me personally, I didn't I didn't go to an HBCU or anything like that. But you know, I, I dated somebody that went to one, and we used to crash a lot of HBCU homecomings <laughs> back in my day. So you know, I got my little bit of experience with everything. Um, as someone on the outside looking in, like they're a great time. You know, they're definitely a time to be around. You know, your culture and whatnot. And one thing that a lot of people that I know that have gone to HBCU say is like, okay, they teach you how to maneuver in uh, in the world, basically, as a black individual, which I can understand. This, this is true. Right. I can understand that. Right. But then the, the the aspect that I think about is like, okay, you're at HBCU, it's predominantly black students, black professors and whatnot. But the real world is not just black. The only way I I see, not the only way, but one of the ways that I see an HBCU like helping you out after the fact is the simple fact of networking. So these these places that you never even knew about because, you know, they're not known, like you were saying, as far as the schools, like a Duke or, you know, NYU or whatever. It's the same thing that applies to businesses. These businesses are out there and they're black owned, but we just don't know about them. Mm -hmm. When you go to HBCU and you might join a sorority, you might join a frat and you start networking, you end up finding out, okay. Oh, you're in this major? Well, I know somebody that, you know, they own this or they do this. And now you you are able to to get your foot in the door to where when you say, oh, I went to a VCU or if I went to Morehouse and whatnot, that when you say that in the job interview, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, I went there or this person went there, as opposed to the opposite that you were saying, G, as far as, like, people just not knowing, like, what's a family? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, or what's a, what's a Bethune? What the fuck is that? Like, even though right. people say that, regardless, black or not, they say that right. about Bethune. People talk too much shit about Bethune. That's fucked up. Right, it's messed up. Fucked up. <laughs> they treat Bethune like it's a high school. Yeah, uh, but but there's there, there's reasons why. I mean, people that go there are very pride stricken. Like, you know, you will never see, see somebody talk down about their HBCUs for the most part, right. right? For the most part, you they're they're pride. They're very pride stricken. Right. Um, but I've also heard that when it comes down to financially. Where when you go to a PWI, it's organized on yes. point. Where, yeah, that's that big one though. Yes. HBCU, it's not it, the financially. Some some kids spend semesters with their financial aid messed up, not getting Very it, true. getting in, un, not getting it on time, um, having to uh, go to school for more time than others because of lack of of financial um, situations, like stuff that could be handled like this with PWIs. Like I go to my financial financial aid office. Why is my shit ain't why, why my shit ain't uh, ain't processed? Okay, you need this 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 this. Process it. How long is gonna take? Two to four weeks. After two weeks, you'll receive it on this date. And I know everything. Whereas uh, HBCU, you can go inside that financial aid office and talk to two Stand three other people, forever. and you'll never see your financial. Yeah, aid. they're gonna send you to every other person. <laughs> no, that you is my con. So, that's my one con. That's the one. Yes. That is at the top mm. of the list. So that's that's like a fucking everywhere thing. It's not even just a Florida thing. Because I hear that a lot about, you know, HBCUs in Florida as far as that financial side. Uh, people scamming money. Like, that, that should be crazy. But, all right. So, you can attest to this too, G. So, like, okay. What do you see, aside from the financial part, what do you both of you guys see as the, the positive in attending a PWI? Because he went to UCF. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So with the PWI, right? The way I see it is, as sad as it may sound, you have a little bit of an edge. Um, there's more, a, a much more bigger network, if that makes any sense, because you have Asian kids, you have white kids from different backgrounds, right? 
then you have kids that are willing to help you go through shit that you didn't even know you had different sectors um some of your advisors may be peers and peers you know what i'm saying that you could talk to not to say that you don't find that at hbcus but sometimes they don't give a fuck you know what i'm saying they just don't care you know what i'm saying where i have different positive network like for instance with ucf i have yeah i have my fraternity then I can go to, let's just say, my homeboy that's a part of another fraternity or sorority. Maybe It may not be a social fraternity or sorority, but that they have that segue. Um, you know, um, Shout out to Club Creole. AK Psy, you know, um, mm, uh, ASU People that are these little organizations, it, does, it just does not stay black. I can meet an Indian person. I can meet this. I can meet that. And they give me pool full of networks of that i know people so i can end up working with my boy johnny that that's a white boy that got a corporate job and he showed me how to get the links where i can go to my sigma frat, uh, frat brothers and i can be like hey i need a job and they'll be able to point me any kind of direction and i'm not saying you don't get that in the hbcu it's the network is just not as big as as a pwi i will say that it's not as organized either sad but true you know what i'm saying agree. So that's the only thing I would say that you get from a PWI that you would not get uh, from an HBCU. The, there's limited access to certain things. Like you really got to work for those accesses. You know what I'm saying? It's a person that knows a person, but then you got to go through this avenue to get to that person. Whereas PWI, I could be sitting right there, go to that office, talk to such and such, they'll be there and, and they'll give you a little bit more run through. They'll even walk you through the whole process. So it's a little different. All right, so... On the aspect of HBCU, how was it being able to focus? Because, you know, the, my only experience, because I have, you know, homeboys and homegirls that, that went to FAMU. I'm not knocking FAMU or anything like that. But that school was known as a party school. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that also attests with a lot of HBCUs. Because we as black people, we like to have a good-ass time. I don't even think it's just a test into uh, HBCUs. It's just when you get a big-ass group of black folk. We either finna have a good ass time or somebody finna get fucked up. It's, <laughs> it's one of the two. There's no in between. Here's what I will say. I, I had my fun, even though I didn't go to a HBCU. I Nigga, was, I was everywhere. I was at everybody's shit. Right. I'm a, and I'm also a part of a frat where, you know, they have HBCUs. You know, they're they're part of whatever. Um, I will say this: when it comes down to partying and focusing, that's everywhere, bro. Like every, UF, every school is a party UF, school. That's a whole party school. A whole part to the point where the clubs close at 1 30. <laughs> that's how, that's how bad it is. The clubs close at 1 30. Like the lights open, you gotta go. Go home. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I can't really say fan- now it's a different type of partying, right? Because black people party different than white people. Right. Understandable. Mm-hmm. But because you're not gonna go to every single wild. UCF part though. You know, or a party, I mean. You know what I'm saying? Huh? You're not gonna go to every single UCF party. As opposed to Who's like not? Who's not? <laughs> oh my god! Who's not? I've Hell been, no! I've been to the white boy parties. Shit's awesome. I've been to um, majority of the black parties. The last before. semi, the last close to white party I went to was that house party that them boys uh, threw in your ass and got in the whole brawl out there that I was gone. No, 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 no. That, that's that was the, the, that, no. See, that no, was that I'm was talking. that's the whitest party I went to because I don't really do the yeah. white parties. On I ain't gonna campus, lie. They, Say what? Which, which that's campus, not your cup of tea. Which, yeah. On campus, they had this one frat part. I think they even got thrown off of UCF, UCF campus. But every other week, we as Club Curl, we even borrowed their. We paid money to borrow their their clubhouse or their uh, frat house to throw our own party. That's that's how known they were on UCF campus. Like you can pay to throw parties in their frat party, in okay. their frat house. So 
Truth be told, and they be white, black boys, white boys in there, they be doing all kinds of shit. Um, truth be told, bro, like, it, it, the, a party's a party, bro. No, nah, bad. It's someone fucking screaming outside. I don't know if it's real or a little badass kid. It's always something we're recording all of a sudden. I don't know what's going on. But, um, yeah, I feel your party's a party. Okay, but, like, okay, as far as the focus side, um, were you on the social scene? Okay, when did you when did you join your sorority? When did you pledge? I didn't. Um, I didn't do undergrad. Okay, I did grad. I did grad chapter. So okay, I okay. was out of. So you was out of the mix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's easier to focus. I was working like I was just full grown adulting. Okay. So. <laughs> but I mean, focus as far as like being at, at Virginia State, like I didn't have that issue. Like I knew that. What's your What's your org? Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Okay. <laughs> But um, I didn't have an issue. I knew what my major was. I didn't have time to play around. Like okay. I had roommates that were doing, um, or friends that were doing mass comm or sports medicine, stuff like that. Mm. But they could have fun and do the extra. Stephanie would party and do homework. Okay. Like, I had to. Because if I failed, right. that was it. And, that's, that, and that was the thing. I Like, okay. So I've seen a lot of people like, hey, I got insected, uh, accepted into the school. But then after one semester, they was back home because yep. they don't flunked out. You feel me? Like yep. I saw that. That happens in PWIs too, it bro. Does. I feel you. But I'm saying from what I saw, bro. I'm not talking about PWIs. If they went to PWI and they did that shit, the motherfuckers hit the hell out of that motherfucker. But when I have to go and pick up a home girl or a homeboy, you feel me? Uh, from the airport or from from uh, what's that? What's that bus shit? I forgot what that bus. Mega bus. Mega bus? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, you don't know about it. You know what yeah, I mean? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. If I got to go pick them up, and then I'm hearing other stories about other people, you feel me? Like, that's what I saw. Because mm-hmm. if you aren't able to handle it, because you got to think about it. You got people that have, you know, they've been at home their whole life, 17, mm-hmm. 18 years of their life, and then all of a sudden you have this freedom. You feel me? And if you aren't strong-willed and strong-minded, you're just going to go with the flow of things. And when well, I remember when we went out there, bro, it was a good time every other damn day. It, it was a, it was a good. Don't get me wrong. Being with your your species, <laughs> I hate to say, it, you more willing being, to go out. Being with black people, I'm gonna be honest with you. Being with your black people, you're going to have uh, an abundance full of fun. It's probably going to be more than you would have at a PWI. I get it, but. Ooh. Let's not forget because you ain't even gotta go out. You ain't even gotta go to the no, club. It could be no. as simple as yo, I got I got this beer or I got this lick. Yo, what's up? Thing, and you pull up to someone's house and that's and it. And I party just as hard, bro. At, to the point where my house was was the epicenter for every party. Like, I ain't know you back then. Every, huh? <laughs> I don't think I knew you back then. No, nah, you didn't. But if you ask JD, we had a couple of parties. I at one point I didn't even have furniture in my in my house. Like it was literally just yeah. He was one of them things. In my bedroom, no, no couches, no dining table, nothing no, space. no nothing. It was all empty in the in the front area, and then I had my bedroom set. My bedroom was the only furniture I had because I needed a bedroom set. Um, you, you remember that one? Um, you remember that one situation? I think we were all in college still. Um, I think it was after a club, and we happened. I'm not going to put the girl's name out there, but we happened to go to her apartment, and it was a lot of. Uh, you remember? <laughs> I think I know. What you're yeah, a lot of oh, uh, yes. a lot of people I get violated in that shit, motherfucker. A lot of shit was going down. Yeah, yeah. I can't say down. too much because these well, one person's married now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 
Well, a couple people married from that situation. See, so you can't judge yeah, a book I, by a, a couple. couple. A yeah, couple. you can't judge a lot of people off their past. As long as the person don't find out, I think that's the best way. Bro, but. it was college, bro. You gonna think with your, with your, with, not with your right mind. Like right now, if I if if I were to actually think about all the stuff that I used to do and all the stuff that I did, would I do it in this time and age? So a lot of it I wouldn't do. A lot of it I wouldn't do because I, I just wasn't thinking, bro. It was necessary though. Yeah, I don't regret was nothing. It <laughs> I don't regret shit. As long as I ain't an ain't shit person, now you know everything happened for a reason. So I ain't even tripping off of it. Now, if I was a you know, I had about four five kids already, that'd be a little little different. <laughs> a little different. But All right. It de- it definitely is different though. It definitely is different. But would I say that? Because I got also too. I have a lot of homies um, that actually went to FAMU and Bethune Cookman College. Um, NC State, like I, I uh, uh, like I have a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Morehouse, Spelman. I have a lot, and honestly speaking, bro, they had their fun. But I can honestly say I can probably count on one hand how many of them actually didn't graduate. Majority mm-hmm. of them did. They go back to to the homecomings. They see other people. They graduated, got kids, married, and everything. Like I can count on one hand how many niggas did, and even the ones that didn't graduate. The, in the past four or five years, they've been posting the pictures up. Oh, you know, I I got kicked out. I was ashamed, but I got my shit done. You know what I'm saying? Like they posted little shit that they got their shit done. You know what I'm saying? Oh, eventually, they, they, grad, they finally graduated, huh? Eventually. eventually. And I'm not knocking I mean, HBCUs. It, I'm not knocking. Bro, it, Don't take it, it as knocking them. Like I'm just saying, outside looking in, I know it's gonna be a their good ass time. And me personally, I'm not finna be as like gung ho if you know fucking Tyler's like, hey, I'm throwing this keg party tonight. <laughs> like, I don't want to be the only black person in the situation. It depends on how close knitted you are with their friends, bro. Because one fucking person, I'm good. You light skin, you got light skin privileges and shit. That's the thing, though. With white parties, you're never the only black person. You may be the the five or six people. You might be the only black black. There's gonna be other black people. I was about to say that. Yeah, but it's gonna be that. You know, it's gonna be that that white black. You feel me? Like, yeah. So nah, that ain't the same shit. Because even in the military, I remember I got so I was I was what I was in Virginia actually. Um, in what Newport News? Uh, I don't know. You know Fort Eustis. No, not okay. Area, so, so uh, it was like 35 people, Air Force. We're all there for, it's an Army base, but we're the only Air Force there. So we're all in one building for four months. By the third month, I, I was the only black dude there the whole time. So finally, every time a new new group of people came in, I look at the list, I'm like trying to check names, like mm-hmm. looking for a Jaquan or you some, right. some crazy <laughs> shit. And then finally, they hit me up. I'm coming back from like uh, the gym and they're like, hey, dude, frame. We got, we got a black dude here now. I'm like, what? No, stop playing. So I meet the black dude. I dap him up. I'm like, yo, what's good? Da, da, da. He started talking. I was like, fuck, I'm still the only black guy. Like, this shit ain't even going to work. <laughs> it ain't going to work. You still the only nigga. That's what it is. You still the only right. nigga, man. There's yeah. different levels of nigga, bro. And, I, and I'm only comfortable around niggas that, you know, got a little hood to them. You feel me? Because... Agreed. We can agree on the same jokes. You get what I'm saying? Like you ain't even gotta say nothing. We just look at each other and be like, know. "This white lady criminal." You know what I'm saying? Like you just do shit like that. So I don't know, man. But I mean, I applaud everybody that graduates. Of course, I'm not. I, I have no issue with that. But as long as they're staying focused, I just feel like a lot of times the focus ain't always there. Okay, PWI is the same thing, but with a PWI, you're not more likely to go out there like that. 
You know what I'm saying? Especially if you grew up like, okay, so for instance, um, there's a basketball player. Why I don't know. Fuck that one. But why why don't get HBCUs get as much love as they should? What you think is like holding them back? Okay, so this is this is why I think I think it's lacking out. Hola, 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 hola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I've thought about this, but I, don't, I honestly I don't know. I think it's important. It is. Do you think it's the parents or what? What is the decider? It maybe the parents. Like you said, some parents, some people that went to HBCUs, they don't want their kids to go. I want my kid to go. I wouldn't mind. Some went and they don't want their child to go. Yeah, a lot, like, nah, a they, lot of people. Wow. A lot. They were like, I'm not letting my kid know. I was like, no, nah, I would. Because okay, so here's here's there's several reasons why. One, after going to a after going to a HBCU and maybe taking your grad to a, to a PWI, yeah. you notice the inconsistencies yeah. when it comes to certain mm. shit. As, as you get older, you want the best for your child. And it's sad to say that a PWI comes off as the best for your child, structurally. Structurally for your child, right? If PWIs had the fundings, the correct fundings, and the and, and the people and it was being distributed that, correctly as well. Because you could have the yeah, funding and it's not being put out there. People that are dis- distributing right. the funding correctly, um, that's 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 probably the forefront of it all. Because evidently you got professors. Evidently you got people. You're gonna have good and bad professors. You, that that shit's everywhere. Yeah, that's everywhere. But the for core sure. the core mechanism is funding, bro. Like, do we have enough funding to make sure that this program has enough students? Has have enough students signing into this program? Are we nationally known? What can we make to you what can we do to make this <laughs> yeah, program nationally that, known? That accreditation is very important. Yeah, and some of the right. HBCUs, they that accreditation lose that. is very important, and some PWIs don't even have the accreditation. Like for instance, they may have a class that's say similar yeah. to the. They may have a class that's similar to the program that you want to go to, but five of the schools got this same name program with the mm-hmm. same name classes. But this, at a PW at an HBCU, it's it's called something completely different. You know what I'm saying? So they don't accept that credit because that's not that class. So it's 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 a, it's a lot of like back and forth, and and when you become a when you become like for instance when you get old enough to have kids, the first thing you think about is like, nah, man, I don't know about bringing my kids. I, I I could handle it because I was me. I know me. My kid, he, we raise them kind of differently. It ain't kind of they ain't I mean, rugged. I, I feel enough. differently like, about that. I feel like okay, hold up, hold up. Since I've since I've gone through it, I know what to expect. I know how to prepare my child when that time comes, so they can mm-hmm. su- succeed at the HBCU. Like having the little bit of like help that I did have, it did help. So I'm just like, I know what you, I know what's, what you're gonna go through. Let me let me prepare you. Don't be alarmed. This is what's gonna happen, but this is how you you come out on the top. Yeah, because uh, mm-hmm. you know that's also an aspect as well. A lot of you know, you could be the first generation mm-hmm. that's going to college. So yeah. it's hard to prepare for something if nobody in your in your mm-hmm. household is able to prepare right. you for it. But that is a different aspect. So okay, so do you think um, HBCU is important in the, in the development of being black? Because recently, a lot of people actually just started getting into to you know the history of Juneteenth. Exactly. Right. So certain <laughs> things like that that's provided at HBCUs. Right. That just that information that you just you growing up you don't know about the information. You don't know what you don't know because these mm-hmm. fucking public schools or whatever. Ain't putting that information out there. I actually didn't even learn about that Go ahead, at sorry. college. I learned it from my mom. She lives mm. in a small town in um, South Jersey. That's pre- predominantly black. What it's part of Jersey? Well, it's Longside, but she lived near Camden. Okay. She's, she's not right, from Camden. This is a Jersey boy, too. Okay. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. she's, she's 
involved in those parades every year. Mm-hmm. So I found out through her. I'm just like, what is Juneteenth? Like, what are you talking about, Ma? She broke it down. I was like, yeah. oh, shoot. See? So, yeah, that should be important. Just not not think, even just school, but like, okay, off the simple fact that you can go off of your experiences, right? So when you become a mother, you can pass down to your, your child, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have, you've had both experiences. You've had the PWI right. and you have the HBCU. Right. So as far as the, the PWI, you got your master's at PWI. So with that being said, what difference did you see off rip once you got into that school? Financially different, just like we spoke about before. Going to HBCU, when do you get your refund check? Halfway into the semester. Damn. When did I get my refund check? When I was at my at George Mason? Yeah. A week before classes started. Yep. Right that, before, and I was like, wow, I don't think anybody can understand." I looked, I was like, "What the heck is this?" Right. I was like, "Oh shit!" Right, like everything you need to get done can be done. I was like, "Oh, well, that's it was different." Especially mm-hmm. as a struggling student, like you coming into a school, you ain't got right. no job because you know sometimes at HBCU you can't stay on campus all four years. True, at right. some point you have to move off of campus. Right, and you depend on that refund check yeah. to pay part of that rent. Yeah, because I'm living quarters from what I heard be be a little crazy on campus. And <laughs> hey, you living with their lower. What's up? I think. I, I think a lot has to go through forefront um, for HBCUs to be recognized and to be because the pe- people make the school, right? So UCF used to be this little old school that people came and came out of, then became one of the one of the more heavy, heavily populated, probably number two at one point that have the most students in the nation in the state of Florida at one point, right? Because UF was one. UCF was two, and like there was like a number three, I believe it was probably Florida State. Um, and then after a while, what? UCF started being UCF started Maybe. being recognized <laughs> by um, their sports program. People started pouring in money. They started getting athletes coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in, and this money started rolling. So I think HBCUs need to follow the same recognition or the same. The same things that they do. Um, one, when niggas graduate HBCUs, they don't, alumni don't pour money in. They don't send money in. They, they don't. PWIs, a motherfucker uh, graduates and they're part of Tau Tau Kai. They go ahead and they pour money in. They make sure that students stay within that school because it's a part of the family. And the student actually mm-hmm. donates more money and the money circulates within the school. So more and more kids and their kids and their kids and their kids go to that same school. So now the money is money is rolling. So it got it got to be it got to stop being. Yeah, I went to FAMU. I'm all about the homecomings, but nobody's pouring in no money. Nobody's giving giving back. That's true. Uh, Yeah. And I will say that I had a major where I was kind of like almost guaranteed a job. Some people have majors where you ain't gonna really find a job out there. So what money? Sometimes it's like what money do you have to give? Because some people are still struggling. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, they're not right. even in there what they went to school for. They're doing something totally different. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, I also think that in about five years, HBCUs will be five to five to ten years. HBCUs will be on the same level as PWIs. The reason why is because of this whole movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and little little behold, if these little young motherfuckers know how much power they have against. Whether it be signing to an HBCU, whether it's for scholastics or whether it's for academic or whether it's for um, um, sports wise, um, you know, athletic athleticism. Like if you sign to an HBCU, 
and you're like number one, two, ten, fiftieth student. That's gonna bring that attention, person. You know, in, in the state or in the nation, and you're signing to an HBCU. Guess what? The next black person is gonna do. Oh, such and such went there. I'm gonna go there. Such and such went there. I'm gonna go there. A lot of students, a lot of black students, we take up what basketball, football, yeah, you know. So we take our, we take those talents to the white school. You, you know? feel me? Right, because everybody thinks that we need, to, we all need to go to a white school to get looked at. We all need to go to a white school to get. We gotta go to a big name school. Who's 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 looking at people in FAMU? Who's picking up people in FAMU? That's what they're looking at. But if you have these top recruits and they're getting, they're they're going to these small schools. Guess 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 what's gonna happen? The mark, the market for these other schools is getting all these athlete, at, these big athletic names are not going to get them no more. So that's that's another thing you got to. And he, he's saying that to, because uh, recently uh, Mikey Williams, he's in high school right now. He, he actually played in San Isidro, San Isidro High School. Um, I think he's coming into his sophomore year and he's like at least top three ranked um, in the nation. And he tweeted something like literally today, and he was like, uh, "What do you say? Something about getting a HBCU wouldn't be a bad move." Oh yeah, yeah, something like that. that. But yeah, so it's like, damn, if the dude that's top three in the nation is talking about HBCU, like that shit would change the whole damn game. To be honest, not not only that, but how about the athletes? You know, that are saying, hey, that's a good move. He should he should actually go. He's gonna change the curve. So all it takes is one. All it takes is one for every parent to be like, do what that boy did. It do because then if if he ends up getting signed by Nike or something like that, then boom. Nike ends up sponsoring that school. That's more money towards, you know, mm-hmm. things that, that is necessary. The education, yep. you know, the books, the keeping up with the dormitories yep. and shit like that. Yep. All these like, schools that are getting, it will keep that are getting rolling. overly funded. And you know what's motivating? I think a little bit of the motivation, both of his parents went to HBCU. You know what I'm saying? That's so, good. you know, a lot of people like from G saying, you know, going to HBCU, they might not want it for their child. You just got to be able to, you know, let them let them know about the game, man. Yeah. Just put them up on game and, and go as they should. Because a PWI could ruin a child just as much. You know, I'm not saying HBCU can ruin them. But, like, if you have a child going to any school, whether it be a PWI, HBCU, and you're not putting them up on game or you're not giving them at least some type of foundation before they leave and basically are on their own, like, they're destined to fail. It don't matter what the mm-hmm. setting is, what the area is. So at the end of the day, and on top it, of that, like, with the parents, like, I get it. You want your child to be... I guess independent, but it also feels good for it. Also looks good for for a parent to to not l- completely let go of a child. You know, granted, everybody has this mentality of oh, they're eighteen now, they on their own. You know, right. I ain't gonna lie, my mama's still on my ass to this day. I don't know, that ain't the Caribbean household. That they ain't no eighteen, they're on their own in the Caribbean household, bro. Nah, but I think I think that's what that's what some parents need to adapt because if you're on your child's ass at the age of eighteen, okay, what you doing in this class? How you doing? Okay, cool. Well, I guess you need more studying time then. That's what it is. Not necessarily be a forceful and just and third, I'm gonna take this out away for you, but have have that communication to where they're not coming home next semester talking about some yeah, I flunked out. I guess I'm coming back to the crib. Well, you're gonna have to find a job then. Right. But that could have been alleviated had you been speaking to your child every semester, the beginning, the middle, and the end. Well, focus. This and thirds. Here, here's. I'm gonna give you a little bit of advice. Stop partying. Stop doing this. Call them to find out if they're studying. Okay. When you when you plan on studying, I'm gonna make sure you study. Okay. Let me quiz you. Give me some cards. Give me some stuff. Let me quiz you. These are certain actions that parents should hold. And I and I get it. Some people are gonna be like, I I ain't doing that to my 18 year old. He's supposed to. I did it on my own. Not everybody's built like you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not if you're not gonna raise your child like you was raised, especially if 
you wasn't raised a certain type of way. That that's why you struggle like that. Why do you want your child to go through that? True. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? If, if anything, I want my child to have the his his or her best foot forward, and I will do anything I can to possibly do it. That's how I feel. So what what is the what's the common what's the common ground right now then? If you had to do it all over again, would you still go to HBCU? I sure as hell would. Kid G, would you go to HBCU or PWI if you had to do it all over again? If I had to do it all over again, I definitely would go to HBCU. Knowing and seeing how it is and everybody that I'm around and being though I have the, the history or history, I should say. History. <laughs> um, behind, right, sir. You know, yeah, I make up words all the time. Behind... Um, Five Beta Sigma behind uh, Divine Nine, behind the epic stories behind Malcolm X and all that kind of stuff and great leaders and everything else like that. When you start learning about your black history, not the black watered down black history that you right. in grade school and stuff like that, but the stuff Shit that you don't didn't talk know about. about right. Hell yeah, I'm going to make my skin pop. You know, I'm going to go to somewhere <laughs> where I can not only be around my people, but add to my people. You ever heard of that... Um, that 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 uh, phrase brain drain, where you take someone from a country that could be smart or or is good, take them away from their country and and add them to a different country, and now they take what they possess, and instead of putting it back into their country, they put it into America. It's called brain drain, and you basically drain the the community or where you're where you're at. You're taking all these people from their places and putting their their uh, skill sets into somewhere else. Where they already are, are you know, good to go. Um, I think that that's happening with within the black culture. Like we, we're taking away, we're taking some of our kids away from HBCUs because we feel like their talent is best shown if they can if they can showcase it at a PWI. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my kid graduated from Howard. It, it, it sounds good. It doesn't sound good when you say, yeah, he came, he came out of FAU or uh, uh, FAMU. And it's like what FAMU. Yeah, valedictorian, fam, you. And it depends on your crowd. I think is I think education wise, I think it is important for your uh, your child to be comfortable in the setting that they're in. Cause honestly, like Disney, just going to Disney, I'd be like, fuck Disney, cause I'd be feeling so uncomfortable because it's mad white people at Disney. Like I have nothing against white people, but I don't want to be the only black person. Yeah. I just feel like I can't be myself. Like even at work, right? We well, you ain't in our clique because you you in a whole different shift now. But yeah, you know we be vibing out there. So like we we have I ain't gonna say it's necessarily a clique, but you know we got a group of people that we just be talking shit with. You feel mm-hmm. me? Even the even the Filipino person, which right. is like the niggas <laughs> of the Asian culture right. or whatever. You feel me? She be in the clique with us. You feel me? So it's like it's a level of comfort. The way I talk with them, I'm not gonna talk like that around. You know, uh, another person mm-hmm. that may not be black or may not be, you know, Spanish or this, that, and the third, because I'm not comfortable, mm-hmm. right? And it's not necessarily. And they're not even. And they're, you get what they're I'm saying? Because they, they'll make some corny ass like, joke. Right. You feel Because I just had it to me the other day and I was like, you know what? I'm done with this conversation. See, that's what I'm saying. I'll be having to walk away. Like, even. <laughs> so let me, let me ask you this. Um, I think it's because of our background and the way we were raised. Like, I, I, my, my elementary school was predominantly black. Principal, teachers, students. If they weren't black, they were they they were sand niggas or they they were Hispanics. <laughs> <said> right? <laughs> that's I don't it. even think that's an appropriate term, sir. But okay. Well, you know, whatever. Um, uh, they were just black. 
um, or had some some type of melanin. And truth be told, you grow up in the hood, you 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 you're around that kind of stuff, and you're you're gonna feel indifferent when you go to somewhere that's white or somewhere that's it's almost like a culture shock. It now, was. When yeah. you have your own kids <laughs> and was. they don't have to live in the hood or they don't have to, they're raised differently. So to have that edge or to 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 be around that, they may not feel comfortable as much as we are comfortable, you know, because they don't have that ghetto side or they don't see that. They're raised in a, in a gated community. They may go to grandma's house every now and then and play with the neighborhood kids. After that, you take them home. You got to have you your hood antennas. I think hood antennas are very hood important. You got to know when... I'm about to pop the trunk. You got to know that that's time to go home if you mm-hmm. hear that. You know what I'm saying? But me personally, like middle school and high school, I, I didn't go to an all-black school. Like both of those, uh, it was it was in a nice area. Uh, I went to go to middle school, which was like in Windermere, which is a super nice area in Orlando. And then Olympia High School, that was also like a white area. I don't know what it is now as far as the, the population of students, but... I I don't have nothing against that because I lived in the hood, mm-hmm. but I went to these schools. So it was like I still had that dose of hood, you get me? But then I also knew how to maneuver well, as a black dude. Yeah. <laughs> you now, got to, now man. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. You, you had that. You know what I'm saying? You had that edge or you had that. Like us growing up, we want the best for ourselves, and that means that the best for our kids. So nine times out of ten, I don't see myself living in the hood or being in the hood or being around there. Truth be told, because my parents don't even live in the hood no more. So, mm-hmm. like, will my kids ever be subjected to other kids that's been in the hood or be around kids that's like that or talk like them or act like them or know how to read certain things unless I show them or unless I tell them about the streets? They may not have that kind of that kind of background, that kind of spec. So a PWI may be where they want to go or your kid may learn on its own. There's YouTube. There's all this kind of stuff. They listen to music, so they got the little edge that you had without even being experience, without experiencing. It. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like you said, it falls back on the kid. The kid, how comfortable is the kid? If my kid is a scary little old kid, and nothing against my kid, if he's like that, cool, no problem. Everybody, you don't Get know what's going to You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so at the end of the day, hey man, take your ass to PWI. I don't, I don't want nobody beating up on my kid. I might go to jail. So you know what I'm saying? Where my daughter might be the toughest one out. Oh, she going to HBC? I ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> she can handle her own. I'm cool. I'm good. She can handle her own. But, but you got to know your kid, though. Speaking of not being comfortable, when I went to um, my graduate program, I did not feel comfortable initially. It was literally predominantly white. Really great school. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I kid you not. My first day walk into class, campus really big. I see white people walking on tight ropes in between trees. <laughs> you know, they got the little hammocks just sitting out. I'm like, this mess is weird. Laid out on the grass Laid out on the grass. Everything. Within the first month, I kid you not, somebody had, is this common hall we have, you know, eat, the library's connected to it, whatever. Somebody had jumped. I forget which floor it was on. Oh, down shit. to the bottom. Suicide? No, they survived. I believe they survived. Oh, they were, but they were trying to kill Maybe also I don't know. Shit. I was like, what the hell? And then within the same week, Somebody had OD'd on freaking Molly. See, yes. Yeah, I was like, I'm not used to this mess. Nah, we don't hell do this no. at HBCU. That's what I'm saying. What the like, fuck is going on? Just the black culture this in general. This was the first month things. of me being there. I was like, bruh, That's what are y'all doing? Like, I don't really go to white park. I'm sorry. I, I don't even know the last time I even went to a white party. I probably have in my life. I just don't remember. Like, I'm more comfortable they're, at a black party. They're different. They're different. Just like we Yo, do. okay. So back to that, that same party I'm talking about, right? 
where uh, the shit went down at the end, y'all was acting. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> These niggas had like an X-Men fucking big-ass brawl, like standing across the street from each other and just fucking clash. Wow. Right. So I remember the same party. Our homeboy was DJing, I think. And I remember. I, was it you? It was me. Oh, shit. I don't remember. I was drunk. <laughs> so I'm behind him, right? And I remember some random white dude walks up to us. And this dude, I think this dude ended up joining the Marines. If it's who I think it was. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. he? That's him, right? All right, boom. Yeah. So he came up, and he opens his hand, and he has pills in his hand. Mm. Now, I've never popped no pills. I ain't never I've even ne- seen I've a never- pill <laughs> until that day. But I know as a black man, pills are not for my culture. Right. <laughs> so I think we took the pills in. I don't know what the fuck we did. I know we ain't take that shit. That's one thing I know for a fact. So it's just like, it's just certain things that you just, you're not going to get comfortable with. Right. I don't know. And, and at a PWI, they're probably like, "Oh shit, yeah." <laughs> it's like, no, that ain't going down. But what I, I ain't gonna lie, my first my, my first uh, encounter with Adderall was at a PWI. Of course, because you oh. take that and then you take another one, especially during during um, finals mm. to what? stay up. And then when you're done, you need sleep, so you take something so you can crash. See, shit yeah. add up real quick. Uh, what you was about to say though? They work. Hold up. Yeah. Well, what I will say is that, surprisingly enough, the three black girls that were in the same the program with me had came from Virginia State. Oh shit! You so we knew each other there, and we got the class like, "Oh, hey, girl, what's up?" Yeah. So we're in the same program for grad school. I kid you not, we had mainly white professors. Oh, were they all white? I think they were all white. But I don't feel like they really looked at us like somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I kid you not, a professor sent an email to another one. Talking shit, and didn't realize that my homegirl was CC'd on it. Wow. Yeah. So we was hustling out there. It was like, all right, we gotta do this. And now, I'm at, I'm in grad school now. Like I'm back home living with my dad. I was like, I was hustling, trying to get a car. I was trying to buy a car. I had three jobs. Like I was coaching, and I had two jobs. I was like, I didn't have time to party. So my grad school experience at the PWI, I didn't really experience the party, and I ain't had time for it. Mm-hmm. I was just trying mm-hmm. to graduate and get out of there. I didn't even do anything socially. Like, oh, we're having this there. Nope, I gotta, I gotta go. I think, I think once you get to grad school, that party and shit is out the door. Like, I don't know one grad grad student that I've ever seen at a party. Period. It's normally the parties are done by, with undergrad. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Even, even at an HBCU, like I know HBCUs, they they have some grad programs. Yeah. Um, very little though. Yes. Um, I don't ever hear them talking about they going to party this and third day in the books. Under, undergrad is where all the partying happened. After right. a while, your mindset kind of changed. Hey, man, <laughs> I got shit to do. I want but this to thing about I'm, like I'm out the door. master programs at HBCUs. If Virginia State had the program that I needed, I would have stayed and got my master's there. Mm-hmm. I could have done one more year and got my bachelor's and my master's all in one. But mm-hmm. they didn't have what I needed, so I did have to go elsewhere. Yeah. So I, I get it. I get it. I, th- I think with me... I will with my kids. I will definitely push PW. Uh, I won't. Matter of fact, I won't push anything. But I, they definitely will see the HBCU side. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I'm not a fan of pushing anything on any child. You can just take them to a homecoming. You ain't gotta. You ain't gotta be from a school to go to their homecoming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. But I'm a. Fan, I'm also a fan of Howard. You know what? Hey man. Hey. Hey nigga. Hey nigga. Shut, shut your ass up. Hey, you trying to go to a Howard homecoming? Who? I mean, Howard. but Howard Homecoming pre-Rona is oh, that's, a little that's, different. I've been talking uh, to you for years, bro. It's Rona time. You what? 
I've been trying to do that for years. Oh, I know the last one we went to was Fam You shit, where everybody had. No, <laughs> I think niggas was starting to think I was a that's fucking actually, sigma. From what I hear is that's the best. <laughs> that's that's the best um, homecoming ever. Out there, ever. I don't. I don't. I don't doubt it. And honestly, dog, the day I have kids, like I probably would not necessarily push, but I would nudge them towards HBCU. Mm-hmm. All the simple strength of what you just said. It's like you going to a HBCU. Those professors are going to care a little bit more. You might have some mm-hmm. that really still don't give a fuck, but that's on them. But for the most part, I feel like they'll be more genuine because they want you to succeed because mm-hmm. they understand the importance of you know having educated black people in this fucked up country mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying as opposed to you know just not giving a fuck and letting you go through the motions and fail I think they do care a little bit more at HBCU as opposed to a PWI because they look at you differently at a PWI like every every other person does in America as a black person so and my my professors were either African or white okay I have think like one Hispanic professor but we're at uh at Virginia State okay now okay. at George Mason my PWI it, they were all just white. all white just, just Caucasian not yes. right but damn, yeah, like this, like the school I go to now. It's, I mean, granted, it's a health school, but I had to take an ethnics a- ethnics class, and in my ethnic class, um, the the teacher was white. And <laughs> I mean, ethnic ethnics ethnicity. You 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 know when I when everybody talk about et- ethnic, I think of anything but white. Right. If that makes any sense. I mean, as bad as it may sound, I mean. Ethnicity doesn't have, I want to say, it doesn't have white in it. Like, if that makes any sense. Like, when I think about ethnic background, I think about white, anything that's brown and on. You know what I'm saying? Like, white is its own thing. Its you know, own like, unsalted, unseasoned thing. Yeah, there's it's, it's, it's no difference. There's no difference in white. Like, you're Caucasian, you're Caucasian. Like, when it comes to, to it, not, I, that may sound ignorant because you can break down Caucasian into different places, Greenland. And Europe and all that kind of stuff, but when I think black, I, Jamaican, Haitians, um, Indian niggas, even um, with Spanish, yeah, you know, we, we break up into so many different things. So, but the thing, but the thing is, what the, we yeah. gotta realize though, even when they say they're Caucasian and, and they be like, "Oh, I'm Irish," this, that, and the third, okay. they, they know or absolutely Italian. nothing about that shit. They don't. When a black person's like, "Yo, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm my parents are from Barbados," they could switch on the accent and imitate their parents. Or they could be like, yeah, I know how to cook this dish. Or they could be like, yeah, I know this artist. When a Caucasian person is like, oh, I'm Irish or I'm Polish. It's like, okay, so tell me a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, my, um, my grandma was, uh, and that's it. You get what I'm saying? So it's different. Even with a, a Spanish person, it's just like, okay, you know, I'm from Mexico. Or, uh, you know, my parents are from Spain. They'll give you more on that because that culture is passed down for the most part. As opposed to Caucasian, it's just like, they, honestly, I'm not knocking y'all, but y'all just don't be giving a fuck. It's a little deeper for us because we want to know about our background. Right. Yeah. I just recently did my um, DNA. You did, who you did it with? I did 23andMe. 23andMe? Yeah. I'm I did Ancestry. Everybody's knocking me. They like, oh, I ain't do the African one. I'm like, shit, I ain't even know about the African one. No, and plus, the African one, African $300. They got this $300. Yeah, and I looked, I was like, oh, shit. I said, maybe yeah. one day? Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah, right hell no, nah, shit. This Corona <laughs> ain't no OT mom. money. My mom did it like over 10 years ago. What did it say it was? Um, honestly, we traced back to Equatorial Guinea, Africa. Okay. Its primary language is Spanish. Oh. It's like on the it's on the coast. Okay. So, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have her biological father. Okay. 
So, but hers, you know, over 10 years ago, they did it differently. She had to swab, do this. She needed this from my grandmother and that, oh, that, and that. Shit. Okay. Right. So now you was spitting tubes. So I was like, okay, how about yeah. we do it for Mother's Day? So how about we update that? Mm-hmm. And I, I got both of us one. So we'll see. Oh, you still waiting? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm still waiting too. My ancestry punk ass. They taking a sweet ass time. How much is that? Like seventy dollars for ancestry? No, nah, ancestry was like ninety nine. I I spent close to three hundred, but I got two kids. But I got the one for your um, ancestry and your health. Okay, yeah, I ain't do the health one. I ain't really. So I fuck. think the kit is like hundred dollars <laughs> or what does the health one read? It, it tells you if there's any like genetic right things things like like in your family disorders or something yeah. like that. You know, but what, I guess what you're more prone to have. Right, right, right. That. Yeah, I don't want to know about that shit. If I die, I die. Once you die, she's like, all right, let me just, let me just. You're going to make me fucking nervous, dog. That's kind of scary. That, 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 would, that would scare me a little <laughs> Diabetes, hypertension, like, oh. You feel me? Like, nah, your <laughs> dick going to fall off when you're 40. Like, nah, I don't want to know about that. I just want to go through life happy as hell. You're going to have cataracts. Like, no. Bruh, nah, I don't need that. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, Shouts out to HBCUs, man. Y'all doing a great job. Y'all just need to get the financial aspect together. Yeah. From what I'm hearing, from what I've heard. Aside from that, man, you know, this shit like some gang shit out here, dog. Like, it's literally like fraternity sororities, like military branches. You rep your set. And another aspect we're going gonna to reestablish, that Kid G made a very valid point. Once you graduate, give back to yeah, your shit. Yeah. Yeah, facts. You I, know? I have people that, well, some that graduated with me right around the time I did, they went back to teach, to coach. Something. Yeah, give something. Or a lot of Even your still, time. Shout yeah. out to Jeff. Shout out to our homeboy Jeff, because I think he's still associated with uh, the FAMU band, and he gives his time. I even met with him one time when he was at a hotel coming down to Orlando. So once right. again, shout out to Jeff, the homie, dog. He, he gives back in any way he can, so I appreciate that boy. But yeah, y'all got to give back, even if it ain't financially. Just just simple thing is like giving your time. Like if you if you at a point where you're successful as fuck, that HBCU has something to do with it. So why not go yeah. back, speak, you know, give a little input, give a little, you know, information on how you went about maneuvering through school and after the fact. Because that shit might help somebody else, which until it turns into a domino effect and keeps helping and keeps helping. It might turn into a financial gain and get your campus, you know, up to par with these other motherfuckers. Is you it feel bad me? Like, that I don't really care to get back to my PWI? <laughs> Oh, no. They'll be all right. First of all, y'all cost too much. PWIs make way more money. Exactly. I don't do ETF and... Um, one three credit hour class was six hundred six hundred some dollars. Yeah, seven dollars. Yeah. Now UCF's like a, its own city. Probably almost a thousand dollars. Yeah. No. I looked at my student loans, class, and I was paying out of pocket six hundred dollars for one three mm. hour, three credit hours. So just imagine what it is now. What you saying about your loan? Well, I looked at my loans coming out of um, my HBCU. I think I maybe had like. Thirty thousand, which I was okay with. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can pay that off. So okay, I'm getting my master's, so I don't have to pay for it. I, I don't have money like that, I'm paying out of pocket. So I had loans. It doubled. Mm. Yeah, more than they, doubled, they... and I was like, bruh. Mm-hmm. Hang on, lie. I went to college. I did not go to what? I don't even know what y'all would call Valencia. Whatever the fuck y'all want to call that shit. Um, <laughs> one of them college, state college. That was high school. That was Kirkman High. <laughs> Actually, it's a, it's Valencia College now. So yeah. But I, I ain't even finished that shit. But the only reason I'll finish now is for some shit I talked to him about. I'll probably tell you about it. I think, you, I think we did have a conversation. Yeah, that's that. the only reason yeah. I'll go back. Because honestly, and this is another aspect. This, this might be a whole other conversation. Like, I never saw the aspect of school. The aspect of school is to get out and make money. Correct? That's Correct. how I looked at it. Right? Yeah. And now you're at a career where... You kind of didn't really need all of that, right? Right. All you needed was to push yourself physically 
and you used to studying, so the, the the academic side of shit wasn't nothing. So it was like, damn, I low key finessed this shit. Like I got to a place where I wanted to be without having to fucking get into crazy oh, ass debt and shit. Like, but I'm not knocking it for sure. Get your education because a lot of times everybody's not going to be in a, a government job. So mm-hmm. your security is that education. Where if they do try to put some shit here, on you, here's what I would say about school. I'm not going to say it's all bad. I'm going to say that it is definitely a business. Uh, before getting into school you need to know and need to understand that um your income to debt ratio you need to understand that when you're going into school you need to know exactly what you're going to school because nobody's going to tell you that well you're going to go to school for film um it's it's good shit i changed my major like three times on a degree that you could possibly learn almost everything that you need to learn through someone or you know a network of people um that's probably not going to be the great greatest thing to go to school for or if you're going to school for psychology and you graduate for for two for four years and get a get a psych degree just know that you might have to go that back to school. Mean nothing. So you, you gotta, gotta, you gotta get a master's you have to and a lot right. of times nowadays even even if you got the bachelor's and shit like that like I don't know what's up with the world. It's just like they just want you to create a more debt. don't mean nothing these days. Exactly. They want you to create more debt. Oh, you have a bachelor's, but that's not enough. Go ahead and spend that other 60K they had to and get your mess master's. Com- more competitive. It's like, oh, well, that, you that's master's. Exactly. Right. And also, so fuck. That makes the world go round. You know what I'm saying? So, as long as you owe somebody, somebody will never be broke. That shit fucked up. That's what just, I will say to... is if I had to do it all over again, I probably would have went into the military, mm. had them pay for it. And I feel like. At 18, you don't know, always know what you want to do. Yeah. You don't have to yeah, go to facts. school right away. Right. Or you can right. go to a community college and pay out of pocket and then let your, tra- you know, most of your credits, hopefully, transfer to somewhere. You yeah. know, because you don't know what you want to do. Yeah, they have that in Florida. It's uh, transient. So a lot of people go from Valencia to UCF a lot of the time. And it's a very easy process for them because they actually have uh, some some buildings that are UCF campus on Valencia campus over there. But... Yeah, the whole military aspect. If anybody is thinking about doing the military, as a black man, I am telling you, if you're going to join the military, <laughs> please go medical. If it's not medical, don't fucking do it. All right? The, the military is not yeah. for black people. It's really not. First-hand experience. But, I, but, but, but going back to what I was saying, school, school matters because it, it definitely, definitely does give you a, a different spectrum on life. Um, it, it makes you well rounded as a person. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie about that. Um, and it gives you different views about certain things. But I will say this: going into college, you need to understand, like I said, what you're getting yourself into. Just do your research, because if I could do it all over again, I probably would be doing this physical therapy program yeah. first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not not being 33 trying to do a physical therapy program. I would have definitely did some but, law enforcement related shit. You know. Like I realized law enforcement was always supposed to be my fucking future. I just fucking procrastinated. <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes it's fear. Like I, I, I chose yeah. business because I, I it sounded good. And, and and I love numbers and crunching numbers. But slowly but surely I graduated with a business degree not knowing what the fuck to do with it. <laughs> you know. Um, it's very broad. Um, I went and I wanted to do HR so bad. Finally got into an HR company, hated, hated payroll it. to the point where I spoke up my mind and they kicked me out and didn't tell me why. <laughs> so it, it See, if you went to the HBCU, they would have taught you black man do not do that shit. Right. right, right. <laughs> so when it boils what it boils down to, I think I think with me personally speaking, um, if I could do it all over again, I'd say research, research, research. 
and always always get a job or get a career to where they need you more than you need them yeah. that's what i've learned you know um, where they can't move around or if you were to leave one place you can easily get a job going to the next place mm-hmm. you know as long as you don't fuck your shit up or go to jail for, or for rape or some shit but you're good well, damn nigga right that escalated right <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah I, th- I think I think that's what it boils down to man HBCUs are great schools but I think we have we have to his, his was wrong not, not, not to have a tangent but his was wrong with black folks and black business and black everything there's a disconnection when it comes to being organized. I don't know what the fuck yeah. it is between com- yeah. customer service and being organized and having a platform that actually works. It's always the missing link to the chain, bro. Like anything you ever seen when it comes down to black, it, it's not necessarily the money of having the money. It's, it's, it's always been the lack of customer service mm. or mm. and or the lack of organization. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why is it that we lack that and when white people see that it it boils down to other things like as little as sports oh black boys can't be quarterbacks because they can't lead a team they can't they can't um they're not organized enough to read the playbook yeah, not organized and all that enough shit. to yeah. know how to read a defense offense and stuff like that so it boils down to little shit like that because white people see it, it's like nah they unorganized they don't know what they're doing they they're athletic but let's put a white boy there and and let's let's make the white boy be able to control his line right. and be able to do whatever he wants to do. And but, black boys, go go use your muscles. Go do what you got to do. See, you and you know? can you can attest that to this too, because in the black community, a lot of times, like instead of us helping each other, we we either we compete. Crash like if someone money. has this retail store, oh well, I'm gonna make a retail store mm-hmm. instead of like, or if you have something successful, instead of you reaching out or trying to you know bring somebody else up, it's just like nah, fuck out of here. This is my ledge. As opposed to like some other cultures, a lot of the, especially the Asian community, hell yeah, they build each other up. Like they want that mm-hmm. that universal wealth. But with black folk, you know that crab in the bucket mentality is kind of fucked up. Do you know how many Asian stores are around and they all doing well? Yeah, yeah. If one person's struggling, <laughs> the they gonna bring that business right. exactly. But I it's think just, with, that's what we lack. And then you can see it in the school. We can open our own schools and it could be doing good for that time frame because everybody hated fucking black people. So we had no other place to go. But now, you know, motherfuckers can go anywhere they want to. With Uh, with black business, my my issue that I dealt with recently is like, I shouldn't have to hunt you down to put money in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm I'm reaching out to organization. Yeah, I shouldn't have to call you and text you and DM you to get business to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to support you. Right. Like, Cause I could have went anywhere else. Like if I know you as my homeboy or homegirl, and I know you provide this type of service, like I'm gonna reach out to you first. Man, not trying, not for a handout. Not, don't, like I don't even look for a discount. Just, I I'm not the person that's gonna be like, hey, give me a discount. Right. I'm I'm not that person to be like, oh, give me a homie discount. Nothing like that. I don't know if that's what yeah. you'd be expecting, but I, I don't do, do that. You gotta respect people's hustle. That's what it comes down to. And the same thing with uh, with HBCUs. I feel like I think with HBCUs they give you that network. Because a lot of times, what a lot of us have realized, you know, into the working world, is not always what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. It's who you know. Right. Mm-hmm. All my jobs who I've knows ever gotten exactly. was because I know niggas. Exactly. Me too. Because, like... I, I honestly have never filled out an application and gotten a job by myself unless it was, like, hospitality restaurants. Because I, because I have a background. But honestly speaking, every other corporate job I've ever had is, like, yo, I know a homie, I know a frat brother, I know a sorority sister that... Azeda that can get me in. Let me go ahead and talk they to They either them. get you in or they point you in the right direction. Right. 
Right. Of course, I still have the interview, but I know I got the job already. You right. know what I'm saying? They just have to do it for paperwork-wise and HR-wise, saying that, yeah, I, get, I didn't do favoritism, but at the end of the day, you know, shit, I already got it in the bag. I know I got it in the bag. Yeah. So. All right, man. So, uh, is there anything else anybody want to say? Black power, keep it moving. <laughs> All that bullshit. Lock up um, Rihanna Taylor's murders. For real. Yeah. They shouldn't man. take this long. Keep, 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 keep the money in the house. You know, keep the money in the house. Let it cir- circulate. Um, I'm glad that we have more, more. Did you open up your bank account yet with One United? That's what I've been trying okay. to do. I did it. I ain't gonna lie. Their website was a little annoying as fuck, but I still did it. I opened up an account. It's gonna be for my little brother when he goes away for college in August. But I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and support real quick. Yeah, I recently mm-hmm. looked into that. And I was trying to see like where they are in the world. So I'm like, okay, I'll be here. I'll be here. I just want to make sure yeah. I can do it. Honestly, I ain't going to make it my main bank, though. No. I, mean, I, I can't right now. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't going to make it my main bank, bro. <laughs> no. It will, it will be least to say this. Say what? That's the fucking shit I'm talking about. No, nah, I'll throw some money over there. You feel me? I ain't just going to put 50 in one. shit now. Huh? I'm gonna keep it at Bank of America, Chase. No, I'm gonna keep it at USAA, nigga. You can't beat my military bank, bro. That shit right there. Ain't no fees right. for me. You're right. You're but right. yeah, man, people that's listening, man, go ahead and invest in, in the black owned bank, One United. You know, it's a quick process, a little quick one, too. Facts. But uh, thank you, Steph, for being on today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you very much, Steph. Uh, and uh, y'all be sure to get feedback. I know y'all gonna feel away. I, I once again, I don't give a fuck. It is what it is. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. Like, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> but um, go to HBCUs, man. Just make sure you focus. Make sure you got your shit together. Um, you know, and, and make sure you have a plan. Don't get sidetracked. I know everybody says graduating is graduating, but you can't graduate with a two point two and think you're finna get into grad school. Exactly. That shit don't work. It does not. Okay. You can't I'm, be a doctor with two point two. I'm also gonna say this too. Uh, Visit the HBCU. Yes. Um, that's big because a lot of people just sign up and then they show up on the day they're supposed to take classes. Now go on those tours. Know, yeah. Go on those, talk, like go those college tours. Go talk to people on campus. You know what I'm saying? That's your way go, to network go, go, go too. See teachers. Go, go sit in a class. You know, like a lot of times you don't even have to be in a class. You can sit in a class they won't even know. You know what I'm saying? So you can do those <laughs> kind of things. See if it's really for you. Take a campus tour. Something that I, I ain't gonna front. I ain't never did in a day in my life. I did orientation. Never ever. That was I that did. was me. I don't even think I did orientation. I did it in high school. I, had had college to, nowadays you gotta do orientation before they can let you in the school. Just pull up on people's campuses. Yo, what up? What's good? <laughs> what a party at? That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Uh appreciate you for coming on once again. And it's your boy Cadet the Bow Legged Assassin. And your boy DJ Kid G. We out. You like it or not, he's bad. D A double D Y, that's a sharp as a tack, like I just left church. Sparked in the tack, one that won't work me.
everybody wanna know what's really going on. Is you and through down still making songs? So on and so on. I can go on, on and on and on and on and on. Hell yes. Music make the world go round. 